Don't move. You're listening to Harpy Hour. We just want to share another awesome podcast with you first. So check these guys out and stay tuned for this week's episode of Harpy Hour. So I had intended to like write us a script for a promo, but it totally whiffed my brain. What do you think we should have in a promo? Just do you like scary stuff talked about by a bunch of? I feel like others might be hesitant to use a promo with the word. <laughs> you don't say it in mixed company. Let's just start with, I'm Nick, I'm Katie, the host of the Business Spirit Podcast. And then- I think it's better if, if you just do both the voices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick McDonald. I'm Kate McDonald. This is Business Spirit's Podcast. Well, I mean, there's a thousand podcasts of people talking spooky shit. Exactly. The only thing that differentiates this is... We're shit shows. We're shit shows. And we have the original cocktail angle. That was the main thing. Do you like gins? And gin? (laughs) Have you ever had booze and booze? (laughs) Do you like spirits and spirits? I feel like there's something you can make here. Do you like the mix Everclear with the ever after? Somebody watching you while you're <laughs> drinking white cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen an apparition on Long Island <laughs> while drinking water? <laughs> <laughs> My sobriety hurts. Whether you pee yourself from terror or pee yourself from laughing, you're going to pee yourself. <laughs> Pee yourself because you drank too much. There you go. The, the, we, <laughs> the trifecta of peeing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the Booze and Spirits Podcast. The trifecta of peeing yourself. Available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and wherever finer podcasts are sold. Harpy Hour may contain explicit language as well as graphic, violence, and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Harpy Hour. 82, this is totally going to work. <laughs> God damn it. And it worked. Oh. The harpiest of all the hours. We're having a lot of technical issues today, guys. Oh my god. Throw me off a bridge. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Welcome to Harpy Hour! Yay! I'm Tracy. My ranting and raving of last session probably did not make us feel any better. That we just finished recording. I'm fucking Tracy! I'm Liz. I'm fucking Steph. Yeah. And this is our ranty and ragey podcast where we share ridiculous stories and history, science, and entertainment. We're all a bunch of grumpy gills today. We sure are. Yeah, we recorded our last episode and this episode back to back. We didn't start grumpy. The world made us grumpy. Technology made us grumpy. Technology, pants. We're victims. Pants. We are all victims. We have personally been victimized by pants. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You may be entitled to compensation. Am I? (laughs) Have you ever tried on pants? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. How great would that be? 
if you're like one of those lawyers on TV, which like maybe entitled to compensation for trying on pants that made you feel bad. <laughs> Have you ever wasted your entire day at a shopping mall? That's what got us into this non-standardized thing to begin with. Yes. Yes, it is. Thanks. I hate it. Well, we're Sorry. done with that. No more Sorry, pants. we can move on. Okay. We can move on from pants. Are we all pantsless? Yes. I have satin pants on, so I feel okay about it. It's practically like a moo-moo. There you go. Exactly. Basically. Anti-chafe moo-moos. Yeah, that's the thing about no pants is chafing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those of us with thighs. <laughs> As I was researching for my last topic, I was thinking about how like the skinny jeans is not like in vogue anymore or whatever. Fuck that. I mean, fuck Gen Z. Fuck Gen Z. I'm going on record. I thankfully have not had to... I thankfully have not had to go pants shopping in a long time because I live in the tropics and I mostly wear shorts. But I was thinking, I'm like, oh, we're planning a trip to Utah in November, so it's going to be cold, so I need pants. Do I need to update my pants wardrobe and get different pants that are not my skinny jeans? Sounds like a personal journey for you, and I would I know. never want to tell you what journey you are meant for. Well, part of me is like, don't bother because you're never gonna, you're barely gonna ever wear them again. But part of me is like, I don't like squeezing into skinny jeans. It might be nice. I love skinny jeans, and you can pry them from my cold, dead hands. Moo moo, Jinzy. <laughs> be honest, right now I really only have like one pair of actual pants that I like because I don't have a need to wear pants for many occasions these days That's so i went true. out last night and i wore the pants and it the occurred pants. to me <laughs> singular <laughs> if i'm gonna see the guy that i saw last night again i was like i might want you need new pants. pants to own more than one pair of pants <laughs> do you really think guys notice that no absolutely not there is no unless it was like a notable color or something he is not yeah. gonna remember Right, unless they were like zebra striped or something crazy, like he's just gonna think of them as jeans. Yeah, he's not gonna remember. There was a thread that I saw recently, might have been Twitter or any one of those other platforms, um, where a woman was complaining about how men can wear the exact same suit to any and every occasion and yes. nobody notices. True. But a woman have to have different dresses for everything. And a man responded and was like only women notice that about other women. Like, men don't care. Wear the same dress. If you like it, wear it to everything. Like, we don't care. We probably don't notice. It's probably true. Men are dumb. I mean... What are men? I can't think of any boyfriend that I've had over the years who's, like, really noticed even when I, like, cut my hair or, like, wear the same thing or, like, any, any physical change like that. I can't think of anyone who's ever been like, oh, you're wearing the same shirt twice in a row or you're, you cut your hair. Like, they just don't fucking notice. You know, when I was wearing the same pajamas on the third, like, like peak pandemic style, the third day I was wearing the same pajamas, Craig noticed and said, like, I think it's time you retire those for a little bit. <laughs> it's like, rude. Like, not wrong, but rude. That's fair. I mean, if you're sleeping in them and wearing them all the next day, you literally didn't change clothes for three days. 
and you live together, I feel like he, then he would notice. I mean, I was surviving a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you walk through a doorway or something and like forget like what you were going into that room for every I think day, multiple kind times. of is similar with like clothing like because you're yeah. you and Craig were together for all of that time in pandemic so he notices because mm-hmm. he, he's never stopped seeing you but like if yes. you had gone home to your own place and and you yeah. left he probably would have like shut that off forgot what you were wearing and if you came back the next day wearing the same thing like he wouldn't have noticed yeah unless it was like a notable thing like oh, I bought that shirt for you or, you know, something like that. Right. I don't know. The other day, Eric came over to my place to have lunch with me before my shift at work at 3 p.m. So, like, I got out of bed at, like, I don't know, like, 11 or something because I had night shift the day before. I, like, put on, like, a shirt and shorts. He came over, had lunch with me, and then I changed immediately. So, I only wore the shirt and shorts for, like, two hours max. The next day, I went to his place and I was, like, getting ready to... Put, I was putting on clothes like in my closet. I'm like, I'm just going to wear the same thing again. Like, I doubt he'll notice. And he didn't say a word. <laughs> yeah, exact exactly. same outfit. I mean, I had new underwear, but like, same shirt, same shorts. He didn't say a thing. Like, they don't notice. Boys they don't care. Why are men? Mm-hmm. I notice when he wears the same thing. I don't say anything, though. Did you see, this was very recent. There was a woman who... I think she accidentally wore the same shirt twice in a row for like Zoom meetings at work. Oh, and then she kept doing it intentionally. Oh, no. And then she kept doing it to see who would notice. And then she did it for like a year. Yeah. Like she thought that it would be an office prank to wear the same shirt for a year or just to keep wearing the same shirt every day until somebody said anything. And after a year, she was like, guys, I've been wearing the same shirt every day. And they were all like, what? <laughs> Yeah, they were like, no one ever noticed. Yeah. Amazing. Yep, I saw that. <laughs> Love it. Um, what are we doing today? I don't know, because no one's asked me. That was the ask. It wasn't a great ask. You have to be direct, Steph. Tracy, this question <laughs> is directed at you. It's a shitty ask. Do better. Oh, I don't like Tracy. that. What? What are we doing today? Today, I am going to harp on coffee case correction. Coffee case? The alliteration's back, bitch. We do love the alliteration. I know. I looked at the spreadsheet right before this, so I know exactly what we're talking you about. Cheated. So saying, I didn't mean to. Oh. You cheated. I didn't mean to. Okay, well, I guess we have to move on because Steph is a cheater. I was looking at it for other purposes. Steph's a cheater. I was looking at it for other purposes. Oh, my God. Cheater. I'm a perfect student. Now shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Do, 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 do. So today we are going to talk about the McDonald's coffee lawsuit. Oh, this is a lawsuit seen by the public at large as emblematic of the frivolous lawsuit culture in America. But that's just not how it went down. Hashtag justice for Stella. So we're going to break it down. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to get into it. But didn't you have like really severe burns? Well, you just wait. OK, so let's go back to the incident. Do February 27th. Moo, moo, moo. 
1992. Did you just say moo moo? I did. Moo moo moo. February 27th, 1992. Albuquerque, New Mexico. 79-year-old Stella Liebeck. Liebeck? Liebeck? Don't know. Oh, I didn't know she was 79. I thought this was like a 40-year-old Karen or something. No, Stella and I are on a first-name basis, so we're not going to talk about her last name anymore. Stella! She orders a 49-cent coffee through the drive-thru at the McDonald's on Gibson Boulevard Southeast. That's 88 cents in today's money, but McDonald's charges a dollar to a dollar 49 for their coffees today. Hashtag capitalist bastards. Anyway. Hashtag inflation. No, inflation would make it 88%. Yeah. Or 88 she's saying it's That's more what than I just inflation. said. You know what we don't have time for, but is very ragey? The cost of education, college education versus inflation rates. We don't have time for this. Focus on Stella. The <laughs> minimum wage versus inflation rates. Yeah. Focus on Stella. Stella needs our love right now. Okay. Sorry, Stella. Stella was in the passenger seat of a 1989 Ford Probe, and her grandson was driving the car. Okay. Grandson parks the car in the parking lot so that Stella can add cream and sugar to her coffee. It's important to note that this particular car did not have cup holders. That model did not have cup holders. That's stupid. So Stella put the cup between her legs to balance it while she was adding the cream and sugar. She put it between like her knees. This sounds like the car problem. I'm just going to go. I'm going to keep going. Sue the car manufacturer. <laughs> I, can, I, feel, I can hear Tracy simmering at that statement. <laughs> I, can, I can hear the fumes. <laughs> Laser on thin ice. She pulled the far side of the lid toward her and subsequently spilled the cup of coffee into her lap, the entire cup, okay? Stella's wearing cotton sweatpants at this point, so it retains the heat of the liquid against her skin. She suffered third-degree burns on 6% of her body and lesser burns on 16% of her body, including her groin, thighs, and buttocks. So in, in medicine, there is something called the rule of nines when you're determining like percent body surface um, for how much is burned. Okay. One whole leg, like front and back, like the whole leg is 18% of your body. So she basically lost a leg. So you're saying she overall burned 16% of her body. So that's like burning an yes. entire leg. Like that's how yes. much body surface sustains some degree yes. of burn. Like that's insane. Correct. Wow. Correct. It's a lot. It's her thighs, her groin, and her buttocks, primarily. Stella is rushed to the hospital, where she was admitted for eight days. What? Yeah, and underwent skin grafting, which, for non-medical personnel, is surgical transplantation of skin tissue following trauma, burns, infections, or cancer. So she received new skin as a result of this injury. Usually they take it from somewhere else on your own body, like your butt or something. They did not specify in what I Usually it's from your own body somewhere else where you have excess. Yeah. Yeah. During her stay in the hospital, Stella lost 20% of her body fat or of her body weight, excuse me, and went down to 83 pounds. Wow. So she's 100 pounds to begin with. She's 100 fucking pounds and she goes down to 83. A frail little lady. Yeah, she's 79. Oh my God. 
She needed in-home care for three weeks after being released from the hospital, which was provided by her daughter. That's relevant later. She suffered permanent disfigurement and was on disability for two years after the incident. Holy shit. I can't help but think, but like, if she had just taken a sip of that coffee, would she just like have scorched her esophagus? So we'll get to it. Okay. Stella initially offered to settle with McDonald's for $20,000 to cover her actual and her anticipated medical expenses, which is $36,328.61 in today's money. (sighs) So her medical expenses at the time of the filing was $10,500. Her anticipated future medical expenses were $2,500. Her daughter's lost wages while caring for her mother post-hospitalization for those three weeks was $5,000. This totaled $18,000 with an extra $2,000 for punitive damages. So that's how they got to $20,000. Okay, gotcha. McDonald's response, we'll give you $800. What? Where do they come up with that number? To cover what? <laughs> what, is, where, what is that based on? Couldn't find it. Tried to figure it out. Couldn't find it. 800. Detailing the inside of the car. 800. McDonald's can afford 20 grand. Yeah. So they can. That's $1,453.14 in today's money. That's what they offered her. Fuck you, McDonald's. I know. You're going to hate McDonald's. I already do. I had them for lunch. At this point, Stella retains an attorney and sues McDonald's in the U.S. court for the District of New Mexico. McDonald's was charged with, quote, gross negligence for selling coffee that was, quote, unreasonably dangerous and defectively manufactured, unquote. All efforts from Stella's legal team to settle with McDonald's were refused, and the case went to trial in August of 1994, so two years later. The trial took place between August 8th and 17th, 1994. So let's talk about the evidence and the arguments that were presented. At the time, McDonald's required its coffee to be served between 180 and 190 degrees Fahrenheit. Medical experts testified that at that temperature, you could expect third-degree burns with skin contact between 3 to 15 seconds. Jesus. Yeah. That's so hot. Yeah. I mean, that's like you steep tea at like a high temperature like that. I feel like that's reasonable for a hot drink to be. You said it was 180 to what? 190. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's <laughs> below boiling, right? Boiling is like, what, 212 or something? It's, it's not reasonable. Like, three seconds, you get third degree burns. That's ridiculous. You steep black herbal and red teas at 208 to 212. Green and white teas at 170 to 185. I guess you're not supposed to sip it immediately. So Stella's lawyers tempt coffees from several comparable establishments, and they found that the average serving temperature was about 20 degrees cooler than McDonald's minimum. So coffee at this temperature would give a spill victim an extended reaction time of 5 to 17 seconds before the burn would occur. So longer for the victim to, you know, remove the clothing, clean it up, you know, whatever. McDonald's claim that they kept their coffee so hot because their drive through customers want their coffee to be warm upon reaching their destination because it's primarily commuters. However, it came to light that McDonald's own research data 
indicated that the majority of drive through customers actually wanted to consume their coffee immediately. So like while driving. Is, yeah. So like this is right. serving no one. Stella's attorney argued that she took reasonable safety measures, including coming to a complete stop and parking the car before attempting to open the coffee. So it's not like she was driving, right. you know, whatever. She wasn't even driving. So. Yeah. And in, in my mind, when I heard about this initially, like years ago, I thought she was like, had it between her legs while she was driving, car in motion, like fumbling with no. it on her own, trying to like put her sugar in or whatever while she nope. was work moving. That's not what was happening. Yes, I know that now. And I, we'll get to why you think that later. Stella's attorney argued that McDonald's was aware of the burn risk and chose deliberately to ignore it. McDonald's had 700 previous injury claims prior to Stella's in the previous decade alone. Wow. Some including third degree burns. 700. Jeez. McDonald's had settled with these complainants out of court for over $500,000 cumulatively. That's $908,215.25 in today's money. So it's not like they didn't know they had a problem. Like they've been settling these claims out of court for decades. McDonald's argued that Compared to the number of cups of coffee served per, per year, the injury risk was insignificant. But one of the jurors later reported that, quote, there was a person behind every number, and I don't think the corporation was attaching enough importance to that, unquote. Good for you, juror. I know, right? So McDonald's own quality assurance manager testified at the trial that, A, the coffee at the temperature at which it was poured into the cups was not fit for consumption because it would burn the mouth and throat. As I expressed concern yeah. for. B, that customers were unaware of the extent of the risk of serious burns from spilled coffee served at McDonald's then required temperature. And C, that McDonald's did not warn customers of the nature and extent of this risk and could offer no explanation as to why it didn't. So those were the main arguments that were presented during the trial. So the jury reached a verdict on August 18th, 1994, and they used a concept called comparative negligence when awarding damage. So comparative negligence is, I copied this straight from Wikipedia because it explained it better than I could. So anyway, partial legal defense that reduces the amount of damages that a plaintiff can recover in a negligence-based claim based upon the degree to which the plaintiff's own negligence contributed to the cause of the injury. So when this defense is used, the jury decides to what degree the plaintiff's own negligence contributed to the plaintiff's damages. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you are 20% responsible, you are 40% responsible, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right, there's some sharing of responsibility Correct. who has Correct. what amount. Right. So this is a modification of the doctrine that disallows any recovery from the plaintiff whose own negligence contributed even minimally to the damages. This is a, a modification on that. Okay, so let's talk about the damages. The jury found that McDonald's was 80% responsible for the incident and Stella was 20% responsible. This was based on the argument that the warning on the coffee cup was neither large enough nor sufficient. What was the warning at the time? Do you, do you know? It was just warning this is hot. That's all it said. Okay. Probably in like small writing around the room yeah. or something like that. It wasn't adequate. The jury 
made two awards. The first award was $200,000 in compensatory damages. So compensatory damages is paid to compensate the claimant for loss, injury, or harm that's suffered by the claimant as a result of the defendant's breach of duty that caused the loss. So this is like paying you, making you whole for the harm that was inflicted on you by the defendant. And how much did they give her for that? 200000 And she was only asking for twenty grand, <laughs> Right. So in today's money, that was $363,286.10. However, the $200,000 was reduced by 20% that the jury found that Stella uh, was, that responsible she was responsible for, for. Meaning she was actually awarded $160,000. Yeah. Which is still... Eight times what she was initially asking McDonald's to give her. Right. So on the other side, she was awarded $2.7 million in punitive damages. Ooh. Whoa. Don't get excited yet. Okay. okay. So punitive damages <laughs> are assessed in order to punish the defendant for outrageous conduct and or to reform or deter the defendant from engaging in conduct similar to that which like formed the basis of the lawsuit. So it's a deterrent, it's, you know, a punishment, etc. So the jury got to the 2.7 million because that was approximately equal to 2 days of McDonald's coffee sales at the time. Uh. So that would be roughly 4.9 million in today's money. However, Jesus. Okay. The judge reduced the 2.7 million by more than 80% to $480,000 for some unknown fucking basis? reason. For some unknown okay. fucking reason that he didn't have to explain to anyone. So, huh. so that's $857,527.57 in today's money. So she got 800 something thousand from them right. for that and 106. So she got almost a million dollars. So although the jury awarded Stella 2.9 million in total. Her grand total came to 640,000, which in today's money, the jury awarded 5.2 million to her and it was reduced to 1.14 million. So, it was massively reduced by the judge. Wow. The decision was appealed by both Stella's legal team and McDonald's, obviously for different reasons but ended up settling out of court in December 1994 for an undisclosed amount under 600000 Oh, so even less? Even less. Why would they settle for even yeah. less? I guess... To not go through the appeals process. Jeez. Yeah. Like, so they can get to the point where they go to trial, have a jury decide something, mm-hmm. and then still, like, do it out of court anyway? Yeah, I don't understand. I thought once you went to trial, you went to trial. Yeah, but because you can appeal the verdict, you know, you still have oh. to go through the next... You have to go through all of that process. And there are multiple appeals. Yeah, so I remember a little bit, like, with the Radium Girls one that I did, like, I don't know if this is exactly what happened here, but there was like the whole trial to establish like whether or not like the poison, like the radium was even the cause of their illness. And then after making that determination, like 
that was determined to be true. And so then there would be a separate trial for whether or not the right. company was at fault or knew about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was the stage at which like a lot of settling out of court mm-hmm. happened. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a multi-step process. All and there were appeals then out too. For so yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Like years, these things get dragged out for. Yep. Even though she got 2.9 million, she was awarded 2.9 million. She ended up with 640,000 when all, when all of the accommodations were made. Uh, and when, and then when all of them appealed things, like I assume Stella appealed because she was like, no, give me my fucking money. This is ridiculous. And McDonald's appealed saying, no, we're not going to fucking pay that. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. So why does everyone think this was a frivolous lawsuit? The Albuquerque Journal, which would be the local newspaper, published a story on the final verdict. The story was then picked up by the Associated Press and put on the wire and carried in newspapers around the world. The problem is that with the larger news organizations, the word count gets smaller and smaller and smaller, which can leave out both important details and can slant the story in a misleading way. So, it's like a game of telephone. Right. So all of the details that explain she was 79. She had burns all over her body. She had days in the hospital. She, you know, all of that. That was cut. Surgery. It was just like, women choose McDonald's for coffee being hot. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And then the McDonald's publicity machine, pe- you know, perpetuated this story. And it was, and, you know, that this was a frivolous lawsuit. It didn't have any merit. So now the public eye, so now in the public eye, she's a villain. You know, she's being, she's being frivolous. She's being ridiculous. Like she's being unreasonable. In actuality, the jurors who heard all of the available testimony and all of the circumstances did not agree and described the company as, quote, callous toward human life. Wow. Stella passed away in 2004 at the age of 91. According to her daughter, quote, the Burns and court proceedings had taken their toll, and in the years following the settlement, Stella had no quality of life. Aww. Unquote. Aww. Stella's daughter also maintained that the settlement money was used to pay for a live-in nurse for Stella's final years, and that, it, that took up all of it. Wow. Yeah. McDonald's, for their part, continues to serve hot coffee between 176 and 194 degrees. The company relies on more sternly worded warnings on the cups made of rigid foam to avoid, the future, to avoid future liability. However, McDonald's continues to face lawsuits over hot coffee, although the exact number since 1994 is completely unknown. It's not public. That's so frustrating. No happy endings ever. Hashtag justice for Stella. Hashtag we did her dirty. This reminds me of, um, so my dad's injury. It was, when was this? This is right before I moved to DC. So it was 2015. Yeah. It was like the last snowy day of March. It was like kind of, not really even snow. It's kind of like slushy out. Yeah, we don't really have a lot of those yeah. around here. Yeah. 
and we went, uh, this is in New Jersey, and we oh, went to this restaurant for my sister's birthday, and he took, like, literally one step, like, he just right. stepped into the building, and they hadn't put, and it was, like, so wet out, they hadn't put any mats down or anything, and he immediately, mm. like, one step, slipped and fell in, it flat on his back, he felt, like, this cracking pain, he was, like, screaming in pain, and, like, we called the ambulance because he couldn't get up. And even like the EMS guys like slipped and fell on the way in because it was so wet and like slippery and like servers are stepping over him to serve food as he's like laying on the floor screaming in pain. It was so like it was awful. Get him to the hospital. He's in there for a couple of days because like they had to get like imaging done and stuff. They finally find a fracture in his back Mm -hmm. and they like put him in this this brace that's kind of like this. This big plastic thing that kind of fits his front and back. It kind of is his entire like torso with like this big plastic vest or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, he goes for a follow up visit and he gets a second opinion. And they were like, "You should have had surgery like immediately. Like this is an unstable fracture." So then he has to get rushed to the ER and checked into the hospital. And he has surgery like the next day, which is a Saturday. And the two surgeons who are doing this like emergent surgery don't take our insurance, so he had to go to these like other people who don't have his insurance but just Mm -hmm. needs to be done immediately otherwise there's a risk of like paralysis essentially right 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 if he like if anything were to shift so all said and done and then like he gets the surgery he goes to recovery and then like months later he's like getting more spinal deformities and he's like from the surgery they need to do a second surgery which is really extensive now his like entire back is fused hundreds of thousands of dollars later all mm-hmm. because the stupid restaurant didn't put like mats down mm-hmm. and of course no, we ended no. up we, they had a lawsuit with the restaurant and that dragged on for years and years and years and like they went back and the restaurant still wasn't putting mats down on rainy days like they did like all this investigation it took wow. like three four plus years to get anything settled and like people were like oh like you know you slipped and fell in the restaurant like why are you suing the restaurant like that's so frivolous i'm like the amount of suffering my dad went through. Also, it was preventable. Because they didn't put fucking mats down. Yeah, it was totally preventable. The restaurant was negligent and they didn't put anything on the floor. It's one thing if it's not like... He took one step in the restaurant. It's one thing if it's like an act of God and like it's something that could not be foreseen. Like, that would be different. But like this could be predicted. Right, like they had a ceramic tile floor and it's wet outside like he literally took a single step like what could he have done differently how was my dad negligent yeah. and, like how is he responsible in that situation you know what i mean like i don't know yeah. but like i've heard people say before like oh it's frivolous to sue a restaurant for that kind of situation i'm like no, no. like you weren't there Disagree. you didn't see what he went through you didn't see how like the surgery the recovery like the pain medication the mental toll it took on him to not be able to work like these things are legit yeah. This woman went through hell, I bet. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Oh, makes me so mad. Yeah, I know. If you want to rage against everything, which is apparently our MO lately, you can listen to yeah. Heartbeat Hour on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen, please rate and leave us a stunning review. Stunning. We're also still willing to take and accept all of your rage. If you want to share that with us, you can do so on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HarpyHourPod, and email us at HarpyHourPodcast at gmail.com. And we are also on Patreon. 
Head on over to Patreon, check out the different tiers that we have. You can help donate to us to keep us on the air, help donate to us to, I don't know, what do we need money for? Do we have any lawsuits? (laughs) If you don't love the rage topics, you can pick your own topic by becoming a Patreon. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) If you become a Patroni Baloney, you can pick a topic and make us talk about it. And it will be a potentially non-rage topic. At the honorary heartbeat tier. Mm -hmm. Yes. At the honorary heartbeat tier. So yeah, become go over there one of and us. Do that. One of us. One, one of, of us. us. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Can we make Patroni Baloney Moomoos? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I'm mocking it up tonight. Do it. <laughs> Our first merch. <laughs> love it. I love it. I'll be on the stickers, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Be careful with your coffee.